Welcome to the 100 Club. I'm Tom and I'm joined once again by Rich and Ollie. It's time. We're nearly there. We're going to have our wild predictions session. I've got some questions for them, but they don't know what they are. So let's see what we think is going to happen in this crazy tournament. Welcome, Rich and Ollie. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous about this show. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fair? I mean, I, I think we're going to be riding by the seats of our pants. Uh, I know you've had a, a, a glass of rum, Rich. Oh, absolutely. It's a Friday evening when we're recording, watching yep. the England-Pakistan game as we, as we talk. Yes, locked into the cricket. Kent have already won tonight, so I'm happy. Absolutely. So professionalism, what... like the cheeky rum before, <laughs> before offering yeah. up some opinions. <laughs> that I'm comfortable with is whether he's paying attention to us at all, um, <laughs> which is fair. Henry Blofeld um, never goes on air without a cheeky rum beforehand. I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> Please don't uh, sue me. You <laughs> <laughs> used to start at 11. <laughs> Possibly. And if that's the case, then I'll respect it more because he's a legend. <laughs> um, we are going to ask some questions. And with the tournament about to start, uh, I think it's time that we put our necks on the line and made some bold predictions for what we're about to see in the tournament as a whole. So stand by is all I'll say. Uh, the obvious one, though, is the first question. So I'll, I'll ease you in with, with a gentle, gentle loosener, as it were, a bit of a long hop which is who is going to win the 100? And I am happy for any of these questions to, to give me a men's squad, a women's squad, or both. Um, but I'm going to go to you first, Ollie. Who is going to win the 100? Okay. So I think it's I think it's too close to call on the women's side. So I'm going to give you a team from the men's. Okay. And I'm going to stick my neck on line. So it's going to be the Northern Superchargers on the basis of some very spurious mathematical <laughs> modeling <laughs> and i think rich has probably sort of done lots of number crunching probably built himself some very elaborate sort of model that will tell him the answer and he's I a have, geek yeah <laughs> yeah whereas i looked at some very simple numbers that okay. said is a team gonna um is it gonna score more runs with the bat than it concedes with the ball okay. and i compared those two numbers for each team and all teams are in positive numbers, but some not by very much. So uh, the lowly Birmingham Phoenix are plus four, whereas, in my opinion, the mighty Northern Superchargers are plus 33 and quite a long way ahead of anybody else. So it's got to be the Northern Superchargers. They can't possibly lose this tournament. Could they lose it <laughs> if Ben Stokes doesn't play? Well... <laughs> Now you've you've thrown some wild card, possibly you know, unforeseeable event into the mix. You know, like in playing in the tests for most of the series. Um, so yeah, those numbers okay. do include Ben Stokes. Okay, but there was some good news on that uh, just yesterday, actually, in the ECB interview as part of the hundred media preparations. Uh, I don't know if you caught it. Mm. Um, being quite clear that they don't see uh, COVID biosecure bubbles being part of the future for cricket. And mm. we, we've yet to have that exactly confirmed about what that is doing in the next month. But it makes it seem to me like they are going to release players from bubbles, from the test squad, 
to go and play in the hundred. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you disagree with me. No, it's, it seems that in a way, probably at the, at the start of the week, I was uh, I was concerned that actually they were just going to go into bubbles again. Um, yeah. At this point, you know, obviously you know, things change, but at this point, it does feel a little bit more likely that um, those red ball cricketers are going to going to be involved, which is great. Yeah, it's what we want. Uh, okay, so Northern Superchargers for Ollie. Uh, Rich, who have you got? So I think Ollie was right in his first sentence when he said it's essentially random. Um, <laughs> it's his only eight games, 100 ball matches. You know, baseball requires 162 games to sort out the week from the chaff. And here we're trying to do it in a couple of weeks. So essentially, it's more or less random. So it's going to come down to whoever gets on a streak and who is has the most incentive to get onto that streak. There's nothing that motivates people like revenge. And who would like to take revenge on the ECB more than Alex Hales, oh, who is playing for the oh, Trinidad Rockets, <laughs> overlooked last week for the makeshift England squad. Essentially, it seems like his England career is over, yet he remains one of the best T20 batsmen in, in the world. So if he gets on a tear, that's almost enough to do it. He just needs one good bowler to back him up. Oh, who's that? Rashid Khan. And he's actually in the country. I saw him playing for Sussex earlier. So unlike sort of uh, some of the other overseas stars who may or may not make it over due to uh, sort of various quarantining and positions where they are on the uh, amber or red list, um, Rashid Khan is actually here. So I think between Hales and Khan, they're going to propel the Trent Rockets to uh, 100 glory. Okay. So you've mixed uh, a sort of revenge sort of thriller with a sort of, oh, he's here, give him a game. <laughs> narrative <laughs> you know admittedly you know uh, give him a game narrative for the top pick in the draft yeah <laughs> well, well the difference is if you want to compare say who's going to take more wickets between Rashid Khan and Sunil Narayan the advantage Rashid Khan has is he's in the country where Sunil Narayan is yet to arrive from a red list destination <laughs> he's coming in off his long run <laughs> a particularly long with a, run with a, well with let's a just say 10 day quarantine in it yeah, let's just say that that corridor in that hotel is going to see a few deliveries. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, fair. I mean, we might come back to him in a bit, but then they are having to potentially, you know, patch in a replacement for Wahab Riaz, um, which may not be a great replacement, but we'll see. So Trent Rockets, and we've also got some potentially some interesting news with the Trent Rockets, in that we may be uh, maybe able to give a bit more insight into them later in the later in the week but uh, i'll keep that under my hat for now sneak intriguing sneak teased. teaser yeah. yeah that's me um so who who <laughs> who do i have winning well uh i'm gonna go actually for a women's team so I, I went through all of the squads again in a modicum of preparation for this show uh and i just i think we did a disservice to the manchester originals women um they uh, they look increasingly impressive every time I look at that squad, with a with a combination of Lizelle Lee, uh, Mignon Dupreeze, Alex Hartley, Kate Cross, Sophie Eccleston on outrageous form, Harman Precourt. I just think with some of the changes that have happened elsewhere, that's just um, looking to me like increasingly a team that will uh, will do the business for the women's squad. Um, what do you Super think about superchargers for me? Never bat against a team that has callus in the middle order. Well, <laughs> not, yeah, callous by pronunciation, not by spelling, it's to be quite yeah. But I, I was really not impressed the first by thing that. you dropped is an L. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was really impressed by that middle order of uh, Kim Ince, Rodrigues, Volvart, and, uh, and Callis at the Northern Superchargers. I thought that, that looked the best batting lineup. I think batters are going to win this tournament. Uh, I'd love to agree with you as someone having, who has. Having said it was 
all about Rashid Khan about two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, okay. Consistency well, is I, I, what it's all about, is it? Before you before you back out of your initial predictions, that's what's now recorded. That's going. Yeah, fair, that's it. Fair. Live and die by it. But you may therefore wish to use your opinions there in the second question I'm going to throw to you, <laughs> which will be, who is your player of the tournament? Uh, Rich, up, up you go. So, uh, you know, as a different answer, assuming Alex Hales doesn't have the, the amazing tournament that I think he'll have, Let's go for somebody a little bit different who has perhaps gone under the radar, and that's Josh Inglis, who's going to be playing for mm. the London Spirit, a late uh, call-up uh, replacing Glenn Maxwell down there. He's been playing for Leicestershire in the blast. He's very highly rated, um, and I think this could be sort of his chance to shine and force himself into the reckoning for the Aussie T20 squad later in the year. Yeah, it's it's a, it's still a surprise to me when he's not in that Aussie squad now. Yeah, yeah, I think on, he has a point to prove, but I... Yeah, but I, and, and playing for Shane Warne, he'll have the ideal opportunity to to impress. Absolutely, Ollie, who you got? Uh, well, was it I, my turn? Do you want to do you want to do you want me to rotate this properly? Nah, not not particularly. Okay, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll duck out of a few of the few of the later ones when I've run out of names. Maybe I because I I was going to name Alex Hales. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but I guess I can add. Uh, there's one thing I would add to this story. I suppose, which is when Hales was excluded from the squad, um, you know, in the run-up to the World Cup, the narrative was that it was all about the team and that they couldn't afford sort of, you know, one person, um, you know, sort of disrupting the collective. But now I'm beginning to wonder, is there one person in the dressing room whose opinion is saying, I don't want Alex Hales in my team? And he's starting to kind of push against now this sort of quite a big body of work that Hells has put together over the last couple of years, you know, kind of franchise cricket all around the world. So I'm beginning to wonder, is actually this is just Owen Morgan's problem with Alex Hales? And it's yeah. now no longer about the team. There's one person whose opinion and one person who is uh, disrupting the, the dressing room, and it's Owen Morgan by refusing to pick Alex Hales. So, allegedly. Allegedly. So... <laughs> Pure speculation. How long do you have to be what, out of this before? But what you, you ba- what have you based that off? Uh, basically, why else <laughs> is he not in the side? Look at all the runs he's got. How is he not yeah, even but, in the third team? That was a strange one. Why he wasn't in that third team? But I guess yeah. they could say we want to look at other players. But for the T Twenty, it's a very strong side at the minute. In the one day, is I mean, they won the World Cup for Pete's sake. I think I think that you can't even get in the third team suggests that there's something going on, you know, and we know and we know what it is. The question is, who is it? And I'm speculating. Who is it that is saying no? There you go. This is wild. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to say some of this argument for one of my questions later. Um, but, uh, you know, I've let you go. No, I've got, I've got, uh, I've, I've, you know, you've got I, all I, sorts I, of answers. I've got questions, all sorts sure. of crazy answers. I think I can top okay. that. Yeah. Fine. This is the um, same reason why Ollie Pope is keeping me out of the test team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, can I bring us back in a touch? Can you I can, say yes. the player of the tournament will be, will be absolutely, and I'm going to go back to the women's t- sides again, but I'm going to go for Stefani Taylor for the Southern Brave. Um, again, you know, big star, absolutely. Bats and bowls, you know, uh, I don't think we... Have quite registered some of the quality that is still coming in this 
women's tournament is outrageous. And, you know, I think immediately this tournament is going to be on a par with the Women's Big Bash League. Uh, they're making it, you know, the top two competitions available to, to, uh, to, to all the women players. And for me, you know, Stefani Taylor is is absolute box office. So I'm hoping to see that at the Southern Brave for, for their squad. Um, there will be plenty of, of good offerings, though, from, from the women's squads in general. And if I was um, asked to pick a men's player, I will go with my absolute Somerset bias and say Tom Banton. There you go. Nothing if not predictable. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so breakout star is the next question. Who will be the breakout star of the tournament? Um, since you don't want to rotate it, Ollie, you can go first. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> who am I going to go for? All right. I'm going to wind us back to one of the early uh, shows that we put together uh, mm. about the Southern Brave. I think. Okay. Yeah, Southern Brave. And um, I dug out a little quirk, which was that uh, Danny Briggs always takes a wicket in his <laughs> yeah, first over. That. Right? It took about three minutes. Yeah, but I've yeah. discovered, but I've thought about it a bit more. Right? <laughs> and he generally only takes one wicket in the first over, but that's because he's only had six balls at his disposal. So imagine what he, damage he could do at the top if he got to go for a tenter. I'm not having yeah. it. Thirty-two-year-old uh, Danny Briggs to be the yeah. <laughs> exactly. Never, you know, he will, you know, he will give hope to cricketers like like us everywhere that you know yeah. perhaps it's not, you know, it's never too late to become the global. Of course, star. He, he go on, Tom. Are you surprised that Darren Stevens wasn't wild card pick on that basis? Uh, you know? Yeah, I am. I mean, get him in there. <laughs> you know, doing 45. it for the yeah, doing it for the older gentleman. <laughs> well, well, you can tell how how influential this uh, this video podcast is by the fact that Danny Briggs was called up to the makeshift England squad based on all these recommendations. Mm -hmm. So, Ashley, if you're listening, <laughs> got a few yeah. more coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, having, having since that video, he hasn't played a game. <laughs> he dropped. So, Rich, breakout star for you? So, I think that it might seem slightly odd to say that somebody who's ranked the number one T20 batter in the world will be a breakout star. <laughs> but I don't think that uh, Shefali Verma is a household name in the UK. Mm -hmm. And I think that... Um, obviously, she's a household name in India. She's enormously talented, 17-year-old uh, batter who's going to be playing for the Birmingham Phoenix. But I think that she could be sort of the star of the tournament on the women's side. Uh, incredibly exciting to watch. And I think by the end of it, given the exposure of the 100, the amount that's going to be on you know, free-to-air television, I think she could be kind of incredibly well-known this time next month. That's it. I mean, I'm just about allowing it as an answer. Uh, given, <laughs> I think she's probably now top five world, best well-known, you know, cricketers in the world in, on the women's game. But you know, I, I get your point. I'll let you have it. Um, who am I going to go for? Well, I'm going to go to the Northern Superchargers. I, I was entirely convinced by Ollie's argument and position on Harry Brook uh, when you discussed mm -hmm. him uh, not so long ago um, as a bat. Uh, 
tremendously explosive up and coming youngster. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has an absolute barnstormer for what is an extremely talented lineup up, up there in Headingley. And he, it could be the start of an extremely fruitful franchise opportunity for him, if nothing else. So I'd like to see Harry Brook going really well as a breakout star in, this, in, in the international sense, using the boundary stretching that you've given me, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. Okay, let's Let's, let's become a little bit more controversial after some fairly safe looseness, as I say. Um, who's the worst team? Uh, Rich, who's the worst team out there? Uh, the Oval Invincibles are the worst team. Um, so early on, uh, early on in this, I picked uh, London Spirit as my team. And I'm not sure I even like London Spirit all that much, but I really don't like <laughs> the Invincibles. Um, so more through wish than uh, than analysis, I just decided that the Oval Invincibles are the worst team. Okay, so this is a grudge. Both, both. This is yeah. from the heart rather than from the head. Yeah, you, you asked me this. You, you asked me this question. Uh, you asked, well, you, we we sort of discussed this a little bit before. I know we didn't talk about the detailed questions. So I was thinking about the best and worst teams, hmm. and I was absolutely convinced they were the worst team. But I'd forgotten that Jason Roy plays for them, and then I just watched him bludgeon. However many it was tonight, and thought actually no, Jason Roy is pretty good. But beyond beyond Jason Roy, they they've got nobody. Um, okay. The Curran brothers are probably disappear off for England. Rory Burns will go to England as well. You know they've got a few kind of sorry part timers, but mostly the Oval Invincibles are sort of a journeyman side who are going to be firmly rooted to the bottom of the table. Okay, is, is this just because they've Surrey has annexed Kent? <laughs> <laughs> Bearing yeah. a grudge. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they haven't been the most yeah. gracious hosts. Ollie, who have you got as the worst team of the tournament? Uh, well, it's probably the Northern Superchargers because I've picked them. Now. <laughs> 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 it's guaranteed to be a kiss of death. Yeah. So yeah, they'll they'll come rank bottom. They probably they'll be overly reliant on Ben Stokes. Uh, he won't play. Uh, they won't complete many games because the outfield at Headingley, it turns out, is an absolute death trap. And uh, slightest shower, it turns into an ice rink. So, yeah, we, I don't know how many points you get for uh, having your games called off for an unplayable One. pitch. You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> you couldn't get the ground. <laughs> I don't know. get the ground out from under the water. I don't know how many points you get for that. Oh, so, this is yeah. going to be points deduction from the committee if yeah. the pitch is an understandard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, can't even get 200 balls on it. I don't know. Yeah, to, to be playing in the car park. <laughs> Thirty-eight for seven plays. Thirty-three for nine. Yeah, yeah. I'll get the crowds in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you, again, you might be predicting one of my later questions here, but we'll leave that. Okay. Uh, I, I've, I'm going to go for the Oval Invincibles women. I'm afraid. Uh, so maybe maybe they are a bit damned, but uh, I feel a bit harsh but they're not in great nick. And I think that was the conclusion we had when we profiled them. It's not that they haven't got good players. They're just not in good form, some of them. And so I think unless they can get someone like Marazan Cap really going for it and Shabnam Ismail, who's, who's a really good bowler, uh, starting to pick up a lot of wickets, I, I do fear for them uh, as, as a squad as a whole. So uh, um, it's, all, it's all misery from us for the south of London. Yeah, going down south. Scrimmed out, yeah. South, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we're all miles away from that, right? So, um, <laughs> tickets still available for the Oval Invincibles first match. <laughs> not, no, they're not. It's your, they're not. Is it sold out? Is it? Yeah, it is. Certainly on the twenty second. I, I think they might have a couple left. Very limited available uh, availability for the first game, the women's game. 
Okay. Against your tip, the originals. So it's against my tip, mm. the originals. So, well, there you go. Maybe that'll be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could be carnage. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. A slightly change, a slight change of tack. Who is going to take the best catch of the tournament? Who's going to take a worldie? Uh, Ollie. I think Jemima Rodriguez could mm. could snaffle some outrageous boundary running catch. She's got it okay. in her. You know, might pull out another one. Super yeah. athletic. Uh, yeah. Inspired by the uh, catcher deal on in the in the T Twenty the other day, yeah, mm. amazing. Yeah. That was yeah. a great catch. So yeah, okay. they don't. The thing is, they don't come around that often. Those catches. So she's had hers for the, <laughs> for the year. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah, Rodriguez has still got hers in the locker for this year. So yeah, that's okay. my tip. Okay, uh, Rich, who you got? So as we've already established, there's a Machiavellian figure in world cricket. Oh, that's Owen Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> that's <what I> <laughs> Owen Morgan is pulling the strings of, of all all the things that are going on in world cricket. And one <laughs> thing, he, one thing he always does is he always makes poor Adil Rashid field at fine leg. Okay. Either in the one day side or the T Twenty side. Occasionally yeah, I mean, he gets to do third man if there's left hander. But essentially, poor Adil's doing fine leg to fine leg, and he's better than that. And I think he's going to pull some rank at the Northern Superchargers, especially when Ben Stokes disappears off to England and say, "No, no." I'm fielding a backward point today. And they're going to say, Adil, really, you're, you're a career fine leg. He's going to no, no, backward point. And he's going to pour off an absolute stunner and scream into the camera as he does so. He's going to just going to be shouting fine leg into the camera over and over again. <laughs> okay. uh, I feel we should recut the first half of this with some violins playing over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly yeah. just flash up this picture of a lonely adult trudging around. <laughs> yeah, like a montage from The Godfather or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to move us on though. I, I've gone for a fast, <laughs> bo- a fast bowler from the Southern Brave. Who do you think I'm talking about? Chris Jordan. You'd think so. No. <laughs> Who's going to be playing is actually not Chris Jordan in that sense. It's going to be a Joffre. There's positive news about Joffre's Archer's injury. I don't know if you caught that. He's going to be playing before the week is out and then all looking good for the 100, if Fantastic not the news. test team. So inspired by his best mate, Chris Jordan, and an absolutely tremendous fielder in his own right as well, Joff. I want to see something spectacular in the deep running, possibly whilst doing his shoelace up. I'm, uh, I'm, pitch, I'm picturing him carrying one of those little nets that you use to fish fish out of fish tanks, just snaffling one on the boundary with one of those. Or maybe just snaffling it from under the nose of Chris Jordan. Oh, that could be good as yeah, well. Excitement. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm just so happy to hear he's feeling a bit better and he's going to be playing. Um, okay, next, next question. Are you ready? Um, yeah, go for it. What's the surprise of the tournament? What is the surprise of the tournament going to be? And that's deliberately vague. So you why can don't you, do, you, why like don't you feel this one? Why don't you go first on this one, Tom? Yeah, what is it? Okay. The surprise of the tournament is there is not going to be a game rained off. Uh, I am super optimistic. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, good. Good, 
I, I, I hear the Manchester originals only have a few home games. The chances are excellent that they're not going to get any rain. And everywhere else in the UK is entirely sunny in August, I believe. So, I think this uh, incarceration in Scotland has <laughs> left you with a wildly optimistic view of what the weather is like south of the border. Tom. I am optimistic. I, I, there's a, to a fault. But there you go. Surprise of the tournament. No rained off games. It's all go. There you go. Uh, Ollie, what do you got? Uh, I think it's going to be surprisingly popular. I think huh. there's been a lot, lot of media has been, you know, has been very snooty about the hundred. And there's, you know, it's easy to say, you know, what's, you know, what's wrong with it, and it's very easy to kind of, you know, sort of pour scorn on the fact that a lot of players have had to pull out. You know, you know I guess, you know, we've been doing these profiles for a while, so you know, in some ways, we're a little bit jaded because we're like, well. Can look at this side, but however good it is, it would have been better with Kane Williamson in it. Or, you know, I think that batting lineup would be a bit stronger if Lucy Healy was in it. However, if you just come to this, you know, cold as most people are going to do, there's going to be some good teams, some good cricket matches, and it's going to be on telly. And I think you know everyone will get behind it. It'll be fun. I have no doubt we're going to see some spectacular cricket. Over the thirty days of the tournament, yeah. that is to me that's not even in doubt. There's still, you know, there's still sixteen really good cricket teams. Yeah, incredibly good. Game. And we've just seen the depth in the English game. So the, one of the points about this tournament is it's going to bring some of our less appreciated county stars, and there'll still be county stars. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I love that. But they're going to come to a wider audience, and they're going to do amazing things, and it's going to help. Love it. Okay, upbeat, upbeat for me, upbeat for Molly. Rich, what do you got? <laughs> I'm upbeat as well. My, my okay. surprise is that, that after a couple of days, people are going to stop um, talking about the rules or the format of it. Okay. Um, I'm watching a one-day international, uh, sorry, a T20 international as we speak. Uh, Ollie no, mentioned this in one, our, in, in one of our previous episodes, but the, that, what is on the screen at the minute is the score, and then it says 55 of 24. So this idea of counting down balls hmm. is perfectly normal and perfectly rational. And I think get a couple of days in and all this sort of chantering about, you know, how they're trying to change the language of cricket disappears. And I think people just get behind it. I agree. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, uh, we, we did our preview or sort of our feature on the, uh, the, the, the playing conditions. The only one I think rankled with me was the same as you, Rich, was the, you know, if they cross when they're caught, then they go back to their original end. That is a pretty minor rule of cricket in the grand scheme of things. Well, Cricket doesn't have rules; it has laws, as we Sorry, know. Laws. Thank you, thank you for the correction. And uh, that 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 annoyed me because yes, it was the only time that they really played with the law rather yeah. than something that was just a rule. Yeah, that, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, is not going to change the no. game. And and they codified the laws over dinner and many drinks at the Star and Garter, didn't they? In the Marylebone. <laughs> and they have been <laughs> and they have been tinkered with many times since. They have, they have. So okay. Uh good. But well, are are two hundred old white men happy with the law changes? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, seems these three are anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay. Um let's move on. On that note of optimism all round. Well done. Um Next question, which will be your David Bumble Lloyd start the car shortest game, i.e. which game is not going to last very long for some reason? Uh, Rich, you got an answer for this one? Uh, anytime the Oval Invincibles bat first. 
Well, we did predict it in our preview. Is that, we did predict it in our preview is that, that they might be the first team to be bowled out, right? That's right. I said that, didn't I? Very, very, very well remembered. Thanks for bringing yeah. that back up. They'll be renaming it the 25 for those guys. <laughs> or, or, or as Ollie said, if, if somebody something goes wrong and they produce a, an absolute mare of a pitch up at Headingley, and uh, yeah. <laughs> we get one of those one of those games for the purists with uh, where the, the bowlers dominate. That, did the, which, did which, the Vincible go to Headingley? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I'd have to look it up. So yeah, yeah, what was it to be minced? But that would be quite <laughs> intriguing, wouldn't it? If the Southern Brave top order get going. Well, oh god, it could be what amazing. It? It'd be a stampede, wouldn't it? No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'd be quite intriguing to see actually if there was a proper green top and you had the sight of sort of five slips in the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be unlikely, I think. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah. If after the power play, everyone's still inside the circle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bring the helmet out and put the short leg in. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, Ollie, what have you got on that one? Um, well, I think I, I, if I applied the same logic that I did to the who's going to win, I think mm -hmm. I'd look at which team has got the best strike rate with okay. the ball. No, the best economy route of the ball, and then they would um, have the best. They'd be playing against the team with the worst batting strike rate. Yeah, I think that means that it's the Birmingham Phoenix playing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't remember that fixture in the in the list. No, I mean, I guess it's possible if there's a big outbreak of COVID yeah. in one of the squads, and they're like, well, we'll just do a team game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if the oppo don't turn up. Yeah, yeah. so it's not impossible. Happen. But hopefully it's unlikely, in which case I think that makes it the Birmingham Phoenix against the London Spirit. On the men's side, yeah. On the men's side, yeah. Yeah, I don't know I don't know the numbers for the women's side off the top of my head. Shame on me, okay. but I'm, yeah. No, that okay. one could be short. Short stuff. Well, I'd have thought okay. any game involving the originals, because they've got so many spinners. Probably Just get, get through, through the overs. Their, <laughs> get through their fives <laughs> <laughs> pretty rapidly. Yeah, so I mean, I think that went into my logic actually, which was the, um, which I think the Birmingham Phoenix against the uh, Northern Superchargers on the seventeenth of August, women's side. So the Northern Superchargers, if you remember, how are pretty well loaded uh, with uh, some good players, but actually we felt that their bowling was a bit short. If they start to serve it up to Shafali Verma then I can imagine some big numbers going in there. So if they're batting second, Birmingham, and if the Birmingham Phoenix have run through with something like Aktaba Masood or something like that, bowling quite a lot, getting the getting the overs down, then I feel that that might be a quick one. So I've admittedly given myself quite a long way into the tournament to be, you know, for timing purposes there to see if that actually comes to fruition. But, you know, I think one of those games could be if... I suppose if Amy Jones and Shafali Verma kick off, it could be a, a spectacular game, whatever happens, right? Got, I think we'll see them in a chase situation where I think they've got somewhere to be. They've got yeah. a table, table reservation somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things you always say, isn't it? Like, I was the cricket on Saturday. I was a brilliant game. They got through it in two hours 53. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All done. Cheers. 
Um, yeah, and they've and they've announced the 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 replacement um, for Elise Perry as well, who's Katie Mack actually. And you you won't have had a chance yet to look into the stats and the numbers, but um, again, a good quality Australian all rounder. So we'll we'll need to keep an eye on that as well for the Birmingham Phoenix women's team. Um, yep. Next question. Sorry, go on, Rich. I was going to say the hospitality industry's loss has been the hundreds gain when it comes to <laughs> Australians coming in at the last minute. Well, that's that's quite rude to Katie. Uh, I'm not sure that's what you meant, but uh, we'll take it in the right spirit. Oh, it's a joke about Aussies working behind bars. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what we're not saying is, though, this marvellously talented professional cricketer is currently employed somewhere in West London. <laughs> no, we're not saying that. No. We're not saying Good, that. To be clear. Okay, next question. Wind ourselves in. The next question is the <laughs> take your umbrella game where we will expect to see the most sixes. Who is going to, which game is going to see the most sixes? So, uh, Rich, do you want to go first on that one? Um, well, I was slightly confused when you started saying take your umbrella, having previously asserted that no game would be rained off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you need to take it for some it's, reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think to it's break, keep so the balls off. I, I think the obvious answer would be to talk about Trent Bridge and the short boundaries, but I'm going to go for uh, I'm going to go for um, Laura Kimmins playing for the Northern Superchargers. She's going to cause okay. more bills um, beers to be spilled in the Western Terrace than Ollie in his youth. So <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say yeah, if, when Laura Kimmins is batting, hold hold tight to your beer because uh, the ball's coming your way. Like it, okay. The outfield is not going to survive that, though. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to get two or three spilt bears, and then it'll be be called off. We're stopping it up for the next two hours. Uh, Ollie, have you got a team? Uh, So I've got a a fixture, actually. I've got a fixture for you. Yeah, Yeah, because I read the question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So... I think the Oval Invincibles versus the Manchester Originals on the men's side is the fixture because uh, if you cut uh, the numbers by sixes per 100 balls, this is why I'm slightly nervous that he's actually going to be in the country, but um, uh, Sandy Banashani is the number one player with um, 15 sixes per 100 balls. Okay. And the fourth ranked is Sam Curran. So what you really want is a <laughs> flurry of wickets and those two batting together for okay. the, the majority of the Because you, then you're going to get close to 25 sixes in that innings, statistically speaking. I know you love the stats, Rich. Um, but if they, if, <laughs> um, actually, so what, number, what number did we have Lamashane coming in? Was it eight or nine? Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so you need a flurry of wickets. So, you know, we can chalk off the yeah, first He's, he's coming in at ball. 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can chalk off the first sort of eight balls as dot, you know, as no yeah. sixes. So it'll be a batter friendly wicket, understood. Yeah. yeah. But with a little you know, but with a with a little bit of green on top that only lasts for eight balls. <laughs> In fact, actually I've got this fixture wrong, right? It is it's only Invin- yes, yeah, so it's Oval Invincibles versus Danny versus Danny Briggs's Southern Brave. Because oh, okay. he'll bowl the first 10 balls, run through the top order. Sam Curran will be sat at the other end watching this carnage. Um, right. Sandeep Lamashane will come in, and then all hell will break loose because they'll then go at you know, a, a six every, every um, 15 balls um, between them. But then when the Southern Brave come out, 
Uh, Liam Dawson and Joffre Archer ranked at two and six. So if those two get paired together, again, a few wickets going to need to fall. Yeah, again, not going to happen, but carry on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Again, the uh, it, that that's that length that uh, and spot that Danny Briggs found, someone else is going to pick up on okay. and uh, run through the top, get these two playing, and they go at uh, 12 per 100 balls and 10 per sixes per 100 balls. Okay. Have you been playing so, Last Man Standing again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, I, this has been your most recent experience of cricket. Yeah. That's that's I, that's my only frame of reference for cricket. I have no idea of any other version. This is... I love the statistical analysis. That's very valuable. Mm. Absolutely it's no like, application to reality. Stats don't lie, do they? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they sometimes do. Stats can say whatever you want, remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, all I'm me, saying is, if you've, got, if you've got tickets to that fixture, take the bus. Don't park the car outside the ground. We got you. <laughs> Let me rescue this. The answer, correct answer, and mark it in your diaries now. Circle it. Uh, Friday the 6th of August, Sophia Gardens, or Sophia Gardens in Cardiff. Again, lovely short boundaries on the straight ends, playing the Trent Rockets. So Welsh Fire Trent Rockets on that day. So you're going to see... Uh, Tom Banton, Glenn Phillips, maybe Johnny Bairstow, uh, doing the business for the Welsh Fire and for the for the uh, Trent Rockets. You're going to have David Milan. You're going to have Alex Hales. Uh, I can see that one kicking off. That's going to be a big scorer. There you go. I'll take it from your nodding that I'm not being ridiculous. I like you, Ollie. Yeah. Don't know. That's what people. That's what people. I stopped listening when the word Tom Banton inevitably <laughs> loomed into the answer. Yeah. For those listening in on the podcast, Ollie was nodding in agreement with my suggestion. Yeah. I think it was a perfectly sensible answer, mm. but anything would seem sensible following yes, it's the frame Danny of Briggs taking, taking a double, eight, eight triple hat trick. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm going to ask you three more questions. We're, uh, we're a good chunk in already, but you know, this is, this is, this is fun. Fun to me anyway. I don't know if anyone's still watching. Uh, <laughs> next question. Okay. Uh, what is the random, random, unexpected argument or controversy going to be? On-field incident, I guess I mean there. What are, you, what are we going to see that's just come out of nowhere that nobody was expecting? Ollie, what do you got? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how sensible do you think this answer is about to be? Uh, about a zero. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so you're about right. It's a duck. <laughs> sensible. <laughs> However, my prediction is this. Uh, it's the 26th of July. And right. the Northern Superchargers are visiting the Trent Rockets. And they've taken a small but vocal posse of rather noisy uh, Northern Supercharger fans with them. Obviously. Yeah. Joe Root, for, well, frustrated that all the other games have been washed out <laughs> and their season <laughs> ticket is worthless. The Northern Supercharger fans decide to give a little bit of stick to their uh, deserting uh, favourite son, Joe Root, while he's out boundary riding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they uh, so the, the normal Joe Root chant um, goes root, but sounds like booze. So it doesn't take to be much of a wag to see that. All you have to do is just change it back to boo. 
to get a very effective um, <laughs> wind-up. Right. And the normally mild-mannered uh, Joe Root will be so furious at this heckling with uh, the very inflammatory boo uh, that he'll do a proper Cantonar Selhurst Park moment and <laughs> leap into the crowd. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be transformed into the Enfant Terrible of English cricket. You're suggesting that Joe Root is going to assault <laughs> a member of the Northern Superchargers uh, fan base. Yeah, that's that definitely <laughs> what's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's obvious, isn't it? Probably probably wearing a Sheffield Wednesday shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rich, what have you got? Follow that. No, no GBH. <laughs> no GBH involved. Um, it's going to be, it's going to come down to the... Uh, Final over and a tense run chase for the uh, for the London spirit, let's say. And uh, <laughs> Owen I think Morgan. I know where this is going. Oh no, oh, it's not going where I thought. No, okay, Owen Morgan. On. Owen Morgan, the dark prince of cricket, <laughs> is, is going well, <laughs> taking taking his side to victory. But finds himself off strike for the penultimate yeah. ball. Mark Wood is on strike. They're seven or eight down. And Mark Wood, there's four to win. Mark Wood goes for a big heave up in the air all the way out to deep square leg. It doesn't quite have the distance and it's taken, but the crowd don't mind because it means that Morgan's back on strike for the last ball, except he's not. And <laughs> half the crowd, in fact, probably most of the crowd don't know the new law that's come in <laughs> that you the uh, the new striker has to go on strike and yeah. outstrides Mohamed Amir to, to face. And there's consternation in the ground as to why the non-striker is not striking when they clearly crossed because people don't know the new rule. Okay. <laughs> I, I love the fact that everyone in the ground would just you've assumed everyone in the ground would know the old yeah. rule yeah yeah, yeah people I would know the just, old rule uh, everyone's, they would be everyone's following the ball they wouldn't notice that no everybody in the no ground would be going look they crossed they crossed it's Morgan and then somebody wag would be saying why is it, no. why is it Morgan on strike let's, let's make it clear you would be saying that no <laughs> No one else yeah. would have noticed. To exactly all of your yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah. I would say, yeah, it's a shame Joe Root's in prison after that <laughs> crime the other day. <laughs> He's not going to play against India now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to go for something more predictable. I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah, I think we need to talk about cricket. <laughs> yeah, I know. But no, I suppose, okay, so let's go with London Spirit again, but for the women's squad. We've just seen Deepti Sharma uh, running out England stars maliciously in the uh, T20s uh, with, you know, quite <laughs> clear tackle. interference. Rugby By tackle. falling in front of them, yeah. 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 So come the fourth game of the 100th the season, when Tammy Beaumont and Heather Knight in joint conspiracy have run her out for the fourth consecutive innings... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think uh, Deepti Sharma's going to lose it and uh, yeah, and just start arguing with the rest of the London Spirit team live on the hallowed turf at Lords. There you go. Um, cool. I've missed a question, which may or may not be a relief to some people. Uh, let's go back to it, though. Um, and it relates, actually, to what you were saying, Ollie, in terms of chance. Does it? Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Surprised <laughs> to me as well. But which which ground do you think is going to have the best atmosphere? Stroke, what's the best cricketing chant going to be coming from the from the stands over the 
over the period of the tournament. And you're going to have to think quickly there. So um, I'll give you a, a couple of seconds. Uh, try the so, atmosphere one first. Maybe. Oh, Rich, so, so, I was going to go for, for a piece of music. I think what we'll, mm. we'll have before every 100 game is that uh, a soft piano will play. And on the scoreboard will be the pictures of all the players who didn't quite get to join us <laughs> this time around on the 100. Sort of like a in memoriam that they do at the Oscars. So <laughs> David Warner and uh, Marcus Stoidis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shaheen Charafridi. All yeah. the rest. That, um, I, think that, they, I think that'd be a nice touch. Are you going to put up the dates of when they were in the draft and, yeah. <laughs> and when they left? Yeah. Is there a possibility? That's classy. That's classy. Yeah. Is, is there a possibility they might put up Wahab Riaz's name, thinking he hasn't got his visa yet when he's actually on the pitch? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when he gets there. Yeah, um, Ollie, have you got an answer? Uh, okay, then. So you've got to imagine this to the ch to the tune of um, Willie Nelson's "On the Road Again." Okay. Oh, and I think um, I you think, have been I think, thinking quickly. I think all the fans <laughs> will cotton on to um, to the intricacies of the bowling ten balls in a row. I think that's going to be the real exciting moment. But I think you can I think you can goad some other batting teams with the threat of actually going for ten. Okay. So something like either he or she's going for a ten. He's got your measure, and he'll go again. Stumps will go cartwheeling if he goes for 10. He's going to have five more from this end. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you had the whole Western Terrace singing that, it would be quite intimidating. Well, you know, if, yeah. as they watch yeah. the rain. <laughs> How intimidating would it be hearing people sing Willie Nelson? <laughs> I'm not so sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have one bloke with an acoustic guitar to play along with them. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, uh, let's move this along. I've, I, I was going to go with, uh, let's go with the new star, with the Birmingham Phoenix. So I can imagine uh, the Hollies getting uh, a little bit excitable in, in Edgebaston, as always. Always a great atmosphere there. So that, that is genuinely going to be a decent answer on the atmosphere question. But, you know, they've been given the gift of an Australian cricketer called Mac. Katie Mack. So let's have them singing Mack the Knife in some sort of lyrical version thereafter um, uh, as she continues to pile on the runs. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll move it on, though, because that's not a great answer. Um, <laughs> okay. You had Return of the Mack you could have gone with, but yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. You are much quicker than I am. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let's go with that. Um, <laughs> Extra points for me. <laughs> Yeah. If only I was scoring, and if any, yeah, really anyone cared. Uh, the, one, the, the one I would have liked to have had would have been at Manchester if um, yeah. Shut Up Khan hadn't pulled out. We could have oh, had right. um, Shut Up by the uh, oh, Black Eyed Peas, but to just everyone singing Shut Up, <laughs> just Shut Up, just shut, shut Up, up. Shut Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have happened. Never mind. There'll um, be no shortage of music. Like, as we shut know, Up but... and Shut Up and Dance? Is that <laughs> <laughs> Shut up your face. <laughs> <laughs> if he puts in something short, some of the short stuff. Yeah, the music. music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, last question. 
but it's a two. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, okay. thank goodness. Here we go. Come on. Okay. Let's bring so, it. So, last question: What will work about the tournament, and what will need to change? So, a two-parter: What is going to work about the hundred, and what will need to change? Uh, shall I go first? Go on. I'll go first this one. So, what will work about the hundred? For me, the, the thing that will work is I think it will bring in a new audience, which is the main stated aim of it, and. I, 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 I sincerely hope it does, and, it, and I'm a born optimist. You know, that's the way I am. It, it needs to. It, it, it has some of the elements that I think will do that in terms of, you know, length of fixture. But most importantly, let's talk about it, free-to-air television. Uh, that happening in this country has not happened enough. It's going to go on YouTube as well. It's going to do, you know put cricket in, in the public eye again. And, you know, the number of youngsters who are playing right now because they saw the Ashes in 2005 live on Channel 4 should not be underestimated. So seeing the 100 live on BBC Two, I think, will do a lot for bringing youngsters to the game, bringing in a new audience and making them want to play cricket. So that's what I think will work about the tournament. Great. Yeah. My uh, my daughter was playing, um, was playing in the All-Stars programme. Yeah. And one of the other kids there... Um, you know, was a was good striker of the ball, but his mum was like, he doesn't really know what to then do next because he's just never seen the game, has just has never seen a game of cricket. Yeah. And so, you know, it's got to be hard to take up a sport if you've got no frame of reference. So hopefully, yeah. as you say, there'll be thousands and thousands of kids up and down the country that watch the 100 and think, this looks like fun. Grab a bat, grab a ball, go out and start playing cricket. There you Should go. be great. Absolutely. And the other bit, what might not work? Well, I'm going to go for the obvious one again. It, they need to sort out the scheduling. And a lot of it's not their problem, you know, in that COVID has moved international schedules. I get that. But they need to work out how it's going to fit with the English domestic cricket season, with the ODI game here, uh, with the Vitality Blast properly. They need to sort that out because at the moment, there's no reason to shut off county fans, which they have done to a degree to date. So sort it out make sure that we can be as inclusive as possible and get as much of the game to as many people as possible. Make Sort that scheduling out next time. So a, there you go. That's my what will and what won't work. Uh, slightly serious, but I don't apologise for it. Uh, Rich, what do you got? I think I'd echo that, what you've just, what you've just said. Um, I think what will work is the cricket will be of a very high standard. And I think that um, the, the women's game, which has come along leaps and bounds in the last few years, uh, a lot of people will be surprised at how, how good a product that is now. I think you're right about what needs to change. I think one one thing that has been forced upon them is this sort of wholesale changes of the overseas stars. Mm. It's ended up now that we've largely got the same cohort that have been playing in the blast. I think it does need to separate itself in terms of you know, which stars come over. And, you yeah. know, it needs to be the genuinely the best in the world playing in it. And I think I echo that around the scheduling because it's been sold that we can have our cake and eat it and that a lot of the money will filter through back to the counties you know, this is needed to keep the professional game in, in the country going and, and in, in brood health. But as we record, you know, just before the eve of the tournament, there's a lot of people who are very concerned about what's happening in the county game, both with the depletion of the squads due to isolation, but also, you know, the, the Royal London Cup just seemed to be, you know, pushed further and further down the pecking order, almost to sort of like a second team competition. And I don't necessarily see why that needs to happen. I think that they, they need to be clever about it. It is difficult. There is so much cricket played in the summer but they need to be smarter with the scheduling. Yeah. I think that, I think the answer, to me, the answer there is to think about, well, what is the focus 
in a particular summer. And you don't have to be playing all the formats all the time. Otherwise, you, you know, otherwise they do overlap. You know, the, the, the summer is not that long. We're not blessed with that many months in which you can, you know, guaranteed to get some get some decent decent weather. You know, because you could try and extend the season, but who wants to see games scheduled in, you know, in you know start of April, you know, early October? Yeah, they just, you know, they you know, no guarantee you're actually going to get them played. You know, and if yeah. you, if they are, they could be pretty freezing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ollie, your turn. Uh, I mean, I, I'll echo the I'll echo the point about um consistency of um consistency of players i think if you'd if you'd had a panini sticker book you know it would have been in shreds because you'd have been peeling hmm. players off as you know as fast as you were putting them in at one point um there is one there is one <laughs> i've got a david warner <laughs> david warner shiny sitting upstairs <laughs> yeah well yeah okay. maybe though uh, maybe, well you, you, i hope you didn't use him because he'd be collectible now <laughs> the rare one um yeah, I think the thing that I hope works is the threat of um, punishment for th- slow play. So yeah. if they can actually, you know, if the captains, you know, uh, you know really do take on board the fact that they're going to have to get through their get through their overs, none of this sort of, you know, sort of faffing about spending hours to to set a field, and they also enforce it on the batsmen. You know, you know, you don't have to have a conference, you know, to to discuss the exactly what's just happened in the, every ball because we. Just seen it. You're only 22 yards away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hopefully that'll all quicken up, and we can spend all our time actually watching cricket rather than just people stand people talking about what they might be about to do in the game. Yeah. And absolutely, roll on the cricket. We are ready. We've done our profiles. We know who we're talking about a little bit, even if we don't always make a compelling <laughs> case. Uh, I will give you a hundred pounds myself, Ollie, if uh, Joe Root uh, scissor kicks into a fan. <laughs> At any point in the tournament, doesn't have to be a Northern Supercharger. Um, and yeah. I'll just come back to you. Like, sorry, just go on, Mitch. I was just going to say, if, if if anybody's watching this, and this is the first video they've seen of us, <laughs> we have sixteen very sensible <laughs> yeah. analytical videos of each of the squads, where we don't speculate on who's going to commit GBH. So yeah. please check those ones out. And I was about to say, Rich, you are quite right, but we actually have a second part of our previews in that you are going to. Uh, use a statistical model that you are developing and mm-hmm. you know without blowing too much uh you know praise your direction you are a gifted um scientist let's say that way um <laughs> and a person who uses this kind of stuff in your real world so you you've been developing some some data and how that's going to work and you're going to use that to elucidate and explain who actually might win who might do well and what the tournament may actually do. So that will be a second part to this prediction show. Mm. Uh, so if you'd like something like that, um, then uh, that will be coming as well. So mm. uh, can I uh, any- can I request you run the uh, Danny Briggs eight, eight wicket special? <laughs> I will. I will work yeah. out the odds of that happening. Yeah. Please feel Ziggy- free to blow that one t- into smithereen so we never yeah. have to hear it again. What does Ziggy uh, suggest is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Can I also ask that you don't use it uh, to pick your fantasy team, uh, which is currently live on wisdom.com, and I'll put the link down below. Uh, we have got a public league, so if you're watching this and you fancy a bit of fantasy cricket, then do join us. Uh, a number of you have already done so, and that's great, and uh, I look forward to losing to you all, because um, <laughs> that's what I do. There you go. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Ollie, Rich, thank you so much for joining. Cheers, Tom. Cheers. Uh, We will be back very soon with some live cricket. Look forward to seeing you there.